All right, cool. And we uh, all went on go and not three? I went on go. I went on go. Okay. We usually do that, <laughs> but I always say to the count of three, so I'm always nervous yeah. that somebody's going to... It's technically the count of four, but four is the word go. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting um, for four, so I never hit it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> on the count of three. Ready? One, two, four. Oh, shit. I was waiting for three. Now I'm recording. <laughs> I actually stopped my recording. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Story, the podcast where we take one piece of media and transform it into another. Yeah, today we're going to talk about The Legend of Zelda. We're going to try and turn it into a, probably a cyberpunk thing. Yeah, a weird cyberpunk which, property. Yeah, which is kind of, uh, you know, it's the thing to do these days. Is it? No. Have a lot of video games been turned into cyberpunk? A lot of fantasy games turned into cyberpunk? Uh... Blade Runner was a massive flop. Yeah. So this is, seems uh, a perfect time to <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Well, or is it because cool. the, the bar is so low? Cool. Yeah. 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 It is low though. Um, Chris, where are you? Are you still there? I'm here. I'm just uh, listening. No, that's <laughs> perfect. Good. Just listening to my favorite podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. So we should probably we should probably talk about what cyberpunk is a little bit. Uh, in case people don't know what the hell it is, uh, I feel like most people do because it's Blade Runner is kind of the like go to. Uh, well, it's like the most famous cyberpunk thing, but there's novels and like plenty of other media that yeah. that have handled it. Uh, there's that show Altered Carbon on Netflix yep. that uh, isn't good, but um, <laughs> it's still on Netflix if you yeah. guys want to watch it. Um, uh, like the books, like a Neuromancer or Snow Crash. Um, but yeah, I think Blade yeah. Runner, as far as like. Uh, pop culture is the one that folks know the best. Well, I think it's also like aesthetically Blade Runner is is more what people associate with cyberpunk, where you have like massive cities that have sort of overtaken the entire earth that go up skyward very high and there are billboards and advertisements everywhere and there's sort of, uh, you know, lots of lots of rain and lots of neon. Steam. Um, it's steam. <laughs> lots, of, uh, lots of puddles, you know, for things to reflect in. And then, uh, then you, but the, the cyberpunk aesthetic is actually just, I mean, that's just part of it, right? The aesthetic it's, it's, it's also largely about like humans augmenting themselves and genetically engineering themselves and what it means to be a person. Um, you know, I've, I've read books where, uh, you know, people live their entire lives inside of a simulation on purpose because they want to get away from life. So it's all that kind of thing. It's just life sucks. Yeah. Corporations own everything. Is a person a person? Yeah, there's a lot of like, uh, um, like androids. Are they people? Do they have? Should they have the same rights as other people? Stuff. And I mean, a lot of Blade Runner also was just noir. Like it was a film noir set in like the future. Um, so there was a lot to noir. Yeah, cyberpunk yeah. aesthetics. Yeah, it's very like gritty and like there's not a lot of um, like open-eyed fawning over technology it's just sort of a fact of life and there's like the world building can sometimes get really excited about the tech but people in the world aren't it's just part of their daily life like it hasn't really improved anybody's life it's just changed it especially if you're living in kind of the slums and you aren't in the like giant high-rise buildings where all the corporations like ceos live uh everyone's life is still kind of shitty even with all this like advanced tech and stuff so and a lot of times people have to you know in order to get by they have to sort of sell parts of their body in some way, right? They have to, uh, they have to 
you know, transfer data in their brains or uh, they have to get a, uh, like, beefed up genetically so that they can run a rickshaw or uh, run people around or right. whatever it is. Right. Yep. So, yeah. So Zelda, perfect fit. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Link with, like, a... Wearing a like a like a trench coat with a high collar on it, uh, just wandering around with a gun. Um, <laughs> so would his would this master sword be a like a lightsaber or what? Like what? Or is it just a regular? Is he just literally a fucking like street ninja? I think I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of a combination, right? Like I think he's if you could do the cyberpunk thing, he's got to have he's got to have guns. It's got to be like a um he's he's sort of a I don't know. Like he could be a ninja. It could do could go that way. Ninjas are, play heavily into cyberpunk a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, there's a lot of like Asian cultural stuff put into cyberpunk in a weird. Yeah, way. I don't know where that comes from, but I think it comes from like the 80s. There was a lot of like Japanese corporation panic going oh, on. Yeah. in the U.S. Like where like you know they they, they started buying up um, different companies in the U.S. and like. I think that there was a lot of they're going to own everything one day kind of feeling going on, yeah. and and so like that that feeling culturally influenced the cyberpunk aesthetic a lot. I think where it's and also if you look at like Tokyo, um, it's got a very cyberpunk. It just looks already cyberpunk. It. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, there, there's a lot of like there's a lot of neon. There's a lot of uh, a lot of lights everywhere. Right. Um, and I think that all of those things sort of factored into like, okay, well, if this is going to be uh, the future, if you know J- Japan is going to come and take everything over, then it's going to be looking like Tokyo in Los Angeles, right? Or in Hyrule. Yeah, now we're talking. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? So, all I think all I can think is that Link is going to be using the shit out of his hook shot. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the most cyberpunk thing he already has. That's true. <laughs> Is it like? I was wondering like a, if. Go ahead. I was gonna say I was wondering if uh, if we do go the gun route, if we do it like Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, where it's like it's like Triforce guns. Yeah. You know I mean? It's got like the, <laughs> the logo on the side. Oh my it god. Be Master Force or Master Sword guns, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or would it be like a fucking like? And this is more anime than than cyberpunk, but it could be a, a sword that is also a gun. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be like what was it Final Fantasy VIII? Had yeah. A, uh, Squall had that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like really impractical and weird. It's super like you dumb. Would strike yeah, strike somebody with the sword and then shoot the gun at the same time, which <laughs> couldn't use the gun ranged. Like why? Yeah. Like, why even have it? Right. It's just like a really, and if, really. If you're stabbing shotgun. somebody, pretty much the damage is done. You don't need to shoot them as well. Right. It's, it's just really... an insult now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a way to leave a traceable piece of evidence. Right. Yeah, it just, it's really confusing to the detectives investigating the scene. Like, he was stabbed to death, but he's got gunpowder residue all over him? I don't understand. Did somebody stab him and then just put a bullet inside of this wound? <laughs> <laughs> Shove it in there. Yeah. Some terrible forensic examiners in that world. Um, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, I think, yeah, you know, Master Sword Guns does feel like a thing you would have to do, right? Like, where you... Uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to take because we have a couple ways we could go with this, right? You have Breath of the Wild, which is owes a lot to previous Zeldas, but is largely. I feel like it's like it's kind of like a remake of the first Zelda, mm. like if it had been made now, right? right? Like where it's like a massive world that you don't really know anything about, and you're just kind of left to go 
explore it and you have to find the things that you have to find. You have to bomb weird places to get into, to, you know, find certain things. And it's just kind of like, it's up to you. You go out and, and play the game, right? Do what you want to do. But that also has a lot of, it kind of gets rid of a lot of the old school Zelda stuff. Um, even though it kind of calls back to it. And, or you have the classic sort of traditional Zelda where every, every game is basically just a retread of Ocarina of Time. Right. Um, forever. So, you know, which, which way, which way should we go here? Which way means more cyberpunk? Um, my, my, it's hard to say like, um, we, well, what are we making? Are we making a movie? Are we making a game? Are we making a, I'd say, I'd say either like a, a movie, a TV show or a movie, right? Yeah. You want to cross me? Yeah. Okay. So if it's a, it's a movie, you know, I think it's going to just by the linear nature of it, it's going to veer towards the second one. Um, but you also want to suggest that this giant city, because it has to take place in a city, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is as expansive that that could could feel like you want to explore it that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. You could probably lean on the tropes. He's still got to use things to like get past certain, like use bombs on certain areas. To get past <laughs> certain it's C four now <laughs> in a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he would have a he would have like um recall, recall backy stuff. Like I mean, the hookshot would actually be like a genetic. A piece of him, right? It'd be his arm. Like his yeah, yeah, it would definitely like come, come out of like out a of cannon. His... Oh man, his hand would just launch out, and you'd grab onto shit, right? But yeah, it would have to be yeah. a chain, right? They would have to wind yeah. a chain back into him, you know? Oh man, uh, I, I I agree with you, Chris. I think that you want it to feel like it has a sort of like like Breath of the Wild doesn't like give you much story to to propel you into the world, which I really like. But I feel like you need something to. You know, other than like the bad guy in the giant tower, which is very cyberpunk, right? Like the the you just always see Hyrule Tower, Hyrule Castle, and it's like covered in purple smoke, and there's the evil dragon sort of like dancing around it the whole game, and it's just like ever present, and it's always there. And I feel like you'd have some sort of giant evil, you know, evil corp statue or or a, a giant skyscraper right in the center of the town, like right in the middle of the town, uh, in the city. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of things in the the Zelda like if you go if you deep dive into the lore like a big nerd like me, there's a lot that implies that there has been uh, that a lot of the games are connected, which I don't think is super necessary, but they they've kind of implied it, and there they've just been like cataclysms and like world ending events over and over again. So like even in Breath of the Wild, you're going through uh, Hyrule a hundred years after Ganon effectively destroyed it all, right? So you're going through ruins and things that are overgrown and things that people have built on top of ruins and built like new settlements within old bombed out versions of of like towns and that even though it's a fantasy feels very cyberpunk to me where like people have just sort of made the best they can out of like eking out a living in this like bombed out destroyed version of their of their home uh and that story is just told by you just walking around and finding journals and and like taking pictures and and talking to people and i feel like that is a pretty cool like setting even if we don't do the the open nature of Breath of the Wild, but that sort of like a city built on the ruins of previous cities, kind of like Seattle, uh, feels very cyberpunk to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it maps pretty cleanly, right? You have um, like uh, Gan- like the idea came out of it for me anyway. Like Ganon being this sort of like he is genetically modified to be like a pig. I love it, monster. I love it so much. You know I mean? <laughs> I've been waiting and for you to like- say it. <laughs> But but it's cool, right? Like where he, you know, he actually does sort of look like a pig, like a massive pig, and like that's 
uh, a choice he made <laughs> for some I feel reason like, or whatever. Do, you, do we get to that point in the movie, though? Because, like, he starts as <sighs> a dude and then transforms into a pig man, right? So I almost want to see, like, he's – is he, like, the CEO of – whatever the dumb corporation name is, right? There's some dumb tongue-in-cheek corporation name. And then you get to him, and then he's like, aha, you thought you defeated me. And then he like, jumps in his capsule, and it, like, converts him into some giant hulking pig man? I don't know. Like, I don't maybe... know. I mean, I feel like that's too hokey for Zelda, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, f- I feel like you could do that, but, it, like, I, you know, you'd always want it to be, like, um, like in a cyberpunk thing, you'd kind of want to he- start hearing about, like, people taking the modifications too far or something right and yeah like, uh and this one guy's the ringleader and then like m- coblins or whatever starts showing up all in the city <laughs> <laughs> and uh like links investigating that you know at zelda's behest right which she... benefit would would augmenting yourself to look more like a pig <laughs> give you what i'm trying to figure out you know, I think pigs have super strength or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, definitely the tusks, <laughs> I think, is the, is the bonus. Yeah. Uh, well, I, it's you good. also get the other benefits of being a pig, like a delicious uh, belly. And, um, you know, you could you could also be, be uh, uh, shitting a lot. I don't you know. You could dig for truffles real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because truffles are very, very valuable in this city. Because uh, yeah, that's actually the currency that you. you uh, it's not rupees. It's, it's truffles. Uh, I like well, the it's idea. When, you, when you cook them with other things, you get certain elixirs. Oh shit! Oh my god! Powerful. There's got to be the, like black market, uh, like potions, witch yeah, type yeah, yeah. vendors, right? Where you bring like all your fucking weird ass, uh, uh, you know, bioluminescent mushrooms and shit that you've you know found growing or whatever. And uh, you turn them into something. Well, it's but it's but it's uh, it's Tingle, like Tingle. Oh my god! Is like an underground black market merchant. Yeah, and uh, you can like you know link. And he's can, super uh, jovial and, and does not belie his dangerous nature. Yeah, uh, he looks exactly right in this world too. Like he doesn't have to change at fucking all. Right. He's just weird and he like, but he lives in like an underground like sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> now we're I mean? cyberpunking. And they go, they he go, you go down like way down, uh, deep into the underbelly of the city. We well, hear the throbbing Tingle like techno music, his... right? Like as you exactly, go down yeah. the, the staircase, you feel the the, ba- the base of the techno music for sure. And he laughs, he laughs exactly the same way. He spins <laughs> around, and every fucking thing is is identical. Oh man, I love it. Except that he's like scary. I, I love that, like by just simply he's already transplant... kind of scary. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Is, yeah. Like taking a character that's kind of weird in its normal place and not changing him at all, but just putting him in a cyberpunk world and his weird green tights, it makes him a completely fucking perfect fit. Like you don't have to do any change to him at all. He just fits perfectly in a weird cyberpunk world. He's got his weird red nose and everything. I love it. Yeah. Uh, no, the. Uh, I got this horrible, like, fucking acid flashback of the act of the Super Mario Brothers movie, and I was like, "Oh my god, are we just making that?" Because I don't want to oh, do yeah, that. Yeah, we could be. Oh no, I don't want to do that. Where all the Goombas no, 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 no. are like dudes I've in never trench even coats. Seen that, but the, the no, Super Mario Brothers movie. That. No, it would have to be like um, Ganon would have to basically be like the only one. But like, not. I mean, not really. I think you would probably have a class of people who sort of. Um, had to genetically alter themselves, you know, because you don't have the bird people as well, right? right. Like um, the Rudo. Are they Rudo? Yeah, Rudo, them? yeah. Yeah. Or would they um, just and... be like aliens, right? Because there's always that cyberpunk thing of like we've contacted aliens and now they just kind of hang out in our towns with us. Well, yeah, yeah, they could be. They could be. But I mean, I feel like it works better if you're like 
because uh, they're like the, the Zoras are like half fish people, right? And yeah. The, the Ritos are like half birds. Yeah, the convenient then, parts of birds. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know they fly around; they're couriers or whatever, just like in Zelda, right? Um, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily make sense because we're adapting Zelda. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense in Zelda. Right. Yeah, like, that's if you a good start point. thinking about it. It's like, why do these people look like fucking birds? It's like, well, why does or Ganon look rocks. like a pig man? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we've talked a little, a lot about, about like the little bits and pieces of of the world and like the world building, but I definitely want to figure out like what the like I guess the thousand mile up plot is going to be, and we can sort of like dive into the actual like movie itself a little bit. Um, is it just a straight? I mean, it makes sense to just be like there is you know the evil guy in the tower that has captured the princess. And you have to go, like, is it, you have to go to the seven dungeons and defeat the seven guys and get the seven things and bring them to the, to the, uh, castle? Or is it something a little bit different? Like, is it a spin on that? Or like, what, how do we feel about the actual, like, plot of the movie? I think I'm a... go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, the, the only cyberpunk thing I can think of is, there that I know it even remotely well is Blade Runner. And I, and I have this feeling that it's usually kind of takes a at least the structure of a detective story the way the blade runner did i don't know if that's always the case with cyberpunk shit but i, I mean know. it's not i mean i wouldn't say it's always the case because i haven't read a lot of cyberpunk but i would say that you know it's fair to say that it's it's common yeah i think so i could see yeah. like i don't think we have to make zelda or sorry link like the a gumshoe specifically but there definitely could be there's usually like some sort of a subterfuge that is like uncovered over the course of the movie, right? Yeah, there's always some kind of deeper noirish, like uh, underbelly going on. And I think that, like, um, you know, with Link, you don't have to change him too much because, like, a he's not much of a character, but b like he he already sort of has this like I'm asleep. For a long time, and then right. I get woken up, kind of thing, which would naturally fit into like a cryo sleep or cryo chamber or like some kind of um, cryo prison. Cryo prison? <laughs> oh, what's my boggle? I couldn't go a whole episode we're, without. We're never going to get away from it. It's God good. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Chris, you can cut that out. It's fine. Uh, so no, I agree, Chris. though. Uh, uh, I think that uh, having him wake up, having him be reactivated in some way, um, and not really understand the world. Like he in in Breath of the Wild, he comes back a hundred years later, and every, he doesn't really recognize everything. Uh, I think that that could be cool. Where he like you want to have that that the the main character sort of question the world so that the the viewer can also learn about the world too, right? Uh, so yeah, having him like be you know woken up in after being in cryo sleep. I mean, maybe he's not a gumshoe. Maybe he doesn't really have a job. Maybe he was just like frozen. Uh, he, you know, cryogenically frozen either by accident or by you know a choice to like extend his life or something. Um, it might be interesting if he did have like these enhancements. You know, like he was like this thing, like basically, kind of feels like an experiment at the beginning, and he wakes up and he has no idea who he is, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like all of a sudden, he like goes to reach or something, and his hand shoots out. And he's like, <laughs> oh my god, I got a fuck shot. You know what I mean? And like he's a, uh, but he's kind of like this. Otherwise, this sort of like um identity list like robot 
you know, not robot, yeah. but he's got all these enhancements, enhancements. He doesn't know what happened to him, right? He could all of a sudden, he just knows that he can, he didn't used to be able to see, like, zoom in on things in his left eye or whatever the fuck he would <laughs> give to him, you know? Like, but he's kind I, of, like, discovering these things as he, like, like, maybe right. he was being, you don't have to go this way, per se, but maybe he was being augmented by, you know, the Ganondorf Corporation or something yes, stupid. Yes, good, yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, this woman shows up and it's like, you need to get out of here. Like, just opens up his, like, cryo, and, like, and just throws, like, a tunic on him. It's like the, like, ass open, like, doctor, like, like gown from the hospital, but it happens to be that blue color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they, they rush out and she's like... It's kind of like spirited away a little bit, you know, oh. when, uh, all, of a, all of a sudden when he wakes up, when, when she goes into the spirit world, and uh, what's his name, Haku, is like, just just like, tells 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 her what to do. Right. Like Zelda, Zelda could show up and be like this like, one one connection or one sort of explanation piece right. towards this world for the character, but he's kind of like this lost, empty, um, almost amnesia, like, like he has amnesia. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, and and that makes me feel too. Like I was thinking about this a little bit earlier, but Zelda, um, like Cyberpunk, has a, a a very long history of making like um, women like badasses. You know, yeah. Like um, I think that to a fault actually, but like having Zelda be a lot more in the action because um, like Wind Waker, right, was great for a long time with Zelda because she was just. She, a pirate lady. She's a fucking pirate. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, they get you get to the point in the coolest point in the story, but then they go, stay here, don't do anything." Yeah, she turns into a princess the and then gets captured or whatever, right? Like, yeah, it's terrible. It sucks. It's like, yeah, it's the worst turn in any of those Zelda stories because it was just like Zelda was like really in the story for a long time for the first time. So I think it would be cool to kind of like fold her in and make her like more, like even having her serve that sort of like support role. Um, would be more than she did, like if you know, like the sword or like Midna does. Um, she's, she's always just the objectified dam- damsel in distress. Yeah, right? avoiding that yeah. would be rad. Yeah, and that's that is the fault. That is the the you know the fault of many of these sorts of things. You know, like the Sean Young character almost in a in Blade Runner. They're just like this, like oh, I can't really do anything for myself. Like the man has to step in. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, avoiding that would be good. Yeah, I, but I like that. Uh, you know, we could just sort of take the. It's definitely a um, a worn cyberpunk sort of like thing to do. But you know, a guy has a job, uh, gets in a terrible accident, or is like gunned down in the street, uh, protecting someone. You know, he's like a police officer or something. Like it's the RoboCop, right? Like he's he's gunned down in the street, and then he's like put under and and cyberneticized, and comes back with no memory. I, I mean, in 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 RoboCop, it's. That's just, that's what the story is about, but like that is an opening uh, where he like never asks for this to be done to him. But it's you know I don't like, know though. I think if you do that, you end up losing the the sort of mysticism that's always around Link, like being the hero. Like I don't think we'd want to lose that necessarily, right? What do you like, mean? I think it, well, because like in all these games, he's sort of like the chosen one or whatever, right? Like he's the one who um, is fated. Like he, Zelda, and Ganon are fated to be the Triforce of courage, power, and wisdom, right? Like, right. Um, and like, they always end up a hundred years later or however, like they always come together. This sort of, it's like fate, right. it's like destiny. So I feel like if you give him that, 
it kind of takes away from that. Like if he just wakes up and doesn't know and then finds out that he's the chosen one versus like becoming it over the course of like, it's like Neo from the matrix. Right. Uh, versus, um, Robocop. No, that's a fair point. I think that there's a, there's a, uh, an angle of spirituality, not spirituality, but like, like destiny and fate and like un unexplainable spiritual type things that, that would be lost. So yeah, I, I think the keeping that element of it is pretty, pretty important to the, to the franchise and the story as a whole. Like they are, are they reincarnated? Are they, are, is it just a loop with different people? Is it the same people? And, and we never really talk about that or, or explain it. I think you're right. That would probably want to keep that stuff. Yeah. I feel like it's like if Zelda kind of comes in and she's the one who's driving the whole thing, right? Like, yeah, she's the one who wants to stop Ganon and she realizes that she's not gonna be able to do it alone. And she grabs Link and, um, they end up sort of empowering each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Through the course of the story. I think you get a cool thing going with that where, uh, you know, she's sort of like enhanced. They fight together and, uh, you know, like there's some, some, probably some ninja shit. Oh, definitely some ninja shit. Yeah. Uh, there's some throwing stars and, uh, you know, sneak up on some people. The throwing stars are triangles, right? Could be. They have to be. <laughs> Triforce. Triforce. Yeah, Thor definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah. They go into Tingle's shop and he opens the fucking case. And he's been, like, been waiting for you. Um, uh, okay, so I like that opening that Chris pitched. So we have this, like, uh, amnesiac sort of Link and Zelda sort of, like, pulling him by the arm through the city and explaining the sort of, like, stakes and explaining the, the state of the world. Uh like the next big thing, right, is to is to uh, get the master sword or guns or whatever the fuck. So how does how would how would that how do we envision that happening? I don't know. I would say like those are like you you start out with like you know like it's almost like the opening link to the past, right? Where like there's like a thing going on. They get past the get past that. They they introduce we introduce Ganon as the bad guy or whatever right. at the end of it, right? But like they they. You know, she breaks into this facility where he is and breaks him out, and like they see Ganon like in silhouette with his pig tusks <laughs> sticking up, and then um, and it's raining. You know, yeah, it's got to be raining like for like eighty percent. We of find the out movie. later that that was just some sort of weird sex mask. He's just a guy. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> what like it is. He's an augmented him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like you know, it, but it's like opening Ocarina of Time, right? A little bit, like you know, he's not on a horse necessarily, but Ganon's there. Like, Link runs into him. It's bad news. And then, like, they basically go on a quest to stop him doing whatever nefarious garbage he's going to try to do to take over the city. And, yeah, like you were saying earlier, Harrison, you see, like, you know, his, his like, nightclub at the top of the spire of the center of the city or whatever. Right. Where he's, you know, he's, like, running things from. Um, but they probably, because it's a cyberpunk thing, like, somehow get invited to a party there. Right. <laughs> midway through. You know, and end up going dressed up like, or like they end up um, genetically altering themselves for a, a limited amount of time. Um, they have masks that that are, are remade of their you know genetic material or whatever, so they can dress up like Bo Coblins and and uh, there's like <laughs> a, a comedic uh, section of the the movie where they're in there like pretending to be pigs. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I think. Um, I think that that structure works where you, you sort of like, you take the, the, all of the elements of, um, of Zelda that, you, that are always in every game where there's like a water temple and there's a fire temple and there's, uh, you know, a forest area. And like, all of those are like, 
callbacky sort of things that you you know you, you there's like a, a nightclub that's uh, that's that looks like it's made up of, it's like made up of fake fake uh, greenery right. You know, yeah, it's it's too expensive to get real greenery, so it's all fake and it's no, all no, no. That's the, that's the thing. Like, it's owned by some really rich dude who's so rich that he could actually fucking have real trees, and everyone is so like blown away that he could afford right. like a real like fucking Japanese water garden or whatever. That's that's his like thing. Like, he's so <laughs> fucking rich he could afford that. And he meets like uh, that's where he meets Saria, you know, like, and she ends up. Uh, Ends up being like uh, one of the sages. That's what I was going to ask you, right? Like, how do we? uh, uh, I don't know, Chris, if you have any thoughts on this either. But like, how do we get the like? You go into different dungeons, different themed dungeons, and get the MacGuffin from each one. Uh, Is it a person? Are they trying to recruit like a squad, like a like a heist squad? Are they trying to make an army? You know, form an army? Are they? Is there actually well, some sort of tech not like tech nonsense they have to sort of acquire to like get the key to enter the house, enter the the, the citadel or whatever? You might be able to do that with. This, this is going to feel unrelated at first, but I feel like I've had this thought since we started talking about this good, story, good. Um, and it and it and it will lead into an answer of what you're just talking about. But um, I kind of have this feeling. Um, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the times in cyberpunk sort of stories, it feels like there's this sort of disconnect between humans, like by default. Do you know what I mean? Or the characters have like this sort of like coldness about them, or this mm-hmm. disconnect, and then they they kind of slowly um, start to chip away, like past like these like uh, these cold fronts that they kind of put up. Yeah, everyone's sort and of like very like, very wary of of other people trying to like use them or kill them or take advantage of them or whatever. Yeah, and maybe what if at the beginning when Zelda busts Link out of this thing, what if Link is like she just like literally looks at him as a robot that she can build up to like help fight Ganon, right? But then over this the case of the story the or this over the story she starts to like they start to get humanized in each other's eyes and start to grow closer. But when she her first intent when she was breaking him out was like I can just take this sort of like blank slate sort of soldier. And then take him around to like all these places and put all these augmentations in him so that he can one day fight Ganon. <laughs> so, so each and, of the things know, in the temple is like an actual weapon that can just get slotted onto his back or whatever. It's an idea. I'm not saying okay. it's the best idea, but it was something I was thinking about, and then might like tie into that sort of story where you know when she, she, he doesn't she doesn't give a shit about him when she first right. sort of breaks him out. She, she he could die for all she gives a shit. She, he's just a weapon. And then as the story goes on. Um, they spend enough time that she starts to see that like he's more than just this fucking cybernetic. Yeah, I, what I like about that is that you have that means you have the scene where he realizes like she starts. You start the movie just assuming she's a good person because she rescues him. So you know, like oh, I'm on board with Zelda and she seems really cool. And then you have that scene where either she, the, her plan, her initial plan is revealed or she admits it, and there's that like breaking up of the team moment where like he's really pissed at her he doesn't trust her and she's like you know i'm really sorry and and they have to sort of like regain each other like regain each other's trust again once once all of that comes out i feel like you you would want to have a scene like that or that just sort of like fits into the oh man like we can't trust anybody like that cyberpunk-esque you know nobody nobody even the person you thought was trustworthy are they are they using you are they going to stab you in the back what's going on and then she has to like Earn, they have to earn each other's trust back again. I think that would be that that fits into that that sort of story pitch that you that you mentioned. It just seems like that it that seems to be an element of the, the few cyber, cyberpunk things I've seen. Is yeah. that sort of like these people have to, you know, get past their 
augmented I love, exteriors and yeah. get back into their humanity. I love the idea um, that like he has like power ups, <laughs> in, like seven dungeons that he has to go like claim, uh, and they're just like seven corporations, seven small corporations, but like you know, but with really because that's the thing about cyberpunk worlds too especially like uh, uh there's the netrunner card game which is set in like the android universe and like there are very specific corporations like one is the uh, bio modification corporation one is the like news corporation one is the space corporation they each have a very set theme so like the idea of you having to like travel to each of these like locations these complexes and one's a tower and one's an underground base and one's a japanese garden or whatever and and steal some sort of tech to like upgrade link upgrade his like hardware <laughs> it's kind of dumb and goofy but i i think there's something there there's definitely something that we could use well i think that you i mean you could get to the place where it's like the uh the tech that you're getting is sort of more naturally a part of the story or like uh <laughs> Like, I think you get to that place where there is the, the nightclub, right? Like, where there's there's forestry. Like, if there are real trees there, it's the only place to get this thing that Tangle needs to make you right <laughs> uh, augment you in some way that, you know, allows you to infiltrate this other place. And, like, you know, you could sort of, like, sneak in those things without it being, like, the point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that like, makes sense. There's another reason to get into that corporation. But, like, when you're there, they find another thing that sort of augments Link. And so now he can, like, have boomerang fingers. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's cool. I it, And we don't have to make it eight, right, or seven or whatever the fucking number is. We can just make it what makes sense. Uh, and, you know, it, it feel we can make it feel correct in a linear fashion because a lot of the games – like it's kind of linear but not always. And, and a lot of Zelda games have that lock and key – sort of mechanic where you need the hook shot to from dungeon one to get to reach dungeon two and then you need to get the whatever object uh the fucking flying carpet or whatever nonsense from dungeon two to get to dungeon three so there is a, a like use item on you know uh terrain obstacle you know to bomb through the wall you need to get bombs to get to the other thing so it's just like you know a lock and a key even if it's not an actual key um so I could see there being some sort of linear thing where, like, oh man, we're gonna need to like stealth, stealth through this place, and the only way to like, the place that has all the stealth gear is here. We need to break into this facility and steal the stealth gear to get from stealth the stealth location to this other location. Yeah, <laughs> one of those locations could be, or at least the avenue to which they need to travel to get to that location. Um, the sewers where Zora has has come to live. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> and they're just mutated fish people. Absolutely, and they're yeah. kind of gross. They have gross, yeah. slick, wet, like like webbed hands, and they talk with that like gurgly sound. Yeah, they're, like but, big catfish people. But they're yeah. the most uh, they're most humane of the people. But the course. most uh, the most human of all the people in the city. God, I love the idea that that you pitched earlier, Sean, about everyone being genetically modified to do a job. So like mm. they are like the like the 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 bird people are the messengers and the the gorons are the builders and and the, like the pig people are like the like the the heavy construction folks and the the these zora are you know I don't know they they're they sort of like sort through the people's trash or whatever because they live in the sewers they literally they just eat shit <laughs> that's their job to eat shit or maybe they, they have like underground shit. uh 
kelp farms or some dumb shit, right? Like they have some sort of underground, underwater thing that they 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 do, or they they are are the recycling people, whatever. You know what I mean? Like they they deal with the rot and uh, of the town, and they help things grow or whatever. And like every and that's really dumb and comic booky, but it it actually feels very cyberpunk to have like I had to I literally changed my body to be better at my job because that's otherwise I I will be homeless and and die of starvation. Um, yeah. That level of like not sadness, but like desperation feels super cyberpunky. So you, I could definitely see uh, them having to go into like the Zora domain, which is just like the fucking sewers and water pipes oh, underneath man. the city. But the thing that's beautiful about that is that like Zelda, right. Who uh, is, is probably well off in the, in this world. Right. Right. In some way, but still needs to fight. She back owns the is... Sheikah corporation, but oh doesn't... shit. <laughs> that's just, a, that's just her oh, secret my God. identity. But like, but yeah, but like she, she sort of like is disgusted by these people and then sort of like learns that they're like, and then unites them against Ganon. So is she kind of sheltered and like, doesn't know a lot about like the, the, well, she hasn't been down in the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's she's in the aristocracy. Yeah. Her dad was like basically a king. She's basically a princess. Some might say. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And that metaphor works really well for for this. Like her dad, her dad. Yeah. I mean the Sheikah corporation or, or whatever. I mean like it's the, the red lion corporation. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. And there's a giant red lion, um, like billboard, uh, or like giant neon sign on one of the buildings there. And they, they make, you know, walk in cigarettes because you can't, it can't, <laughs> it can't be, uh, it can't be something that's uh, current if it's a cyberpunk thing for whatever reason. It right. can't be, can't be digital be, screens, it's got to be analog, it's got to be um, more complicated, um, already existing technology 100%. For, yeah. yeah, for no benefit, it's like a yeah. wrist television. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think that what, what's really cool about that, like, it okay. The fact that it's all corporations-based, and, and corporations, especially in this world, are all about hostile takeovers and absorbing other smaller corporations and, like, spreading your influence, it feels very high fantasy, right? Like, the Ganondorf Corporation acquires, like, Zelda's dad's corporation in a, in a shitty, underhanded way by pretending to be his friend, right? Like, that's the Zelda 64, that's the Ocarina of Time thing, where he shows up and, like, bends the knee to the king or pretends to be his, like, advisor, but then, like, usurps him, steals the corporation, makes him sign some paperwork he doesn't understand because he's kind of, like, getting on in years. He's not really paying attention. Steals the corporation and his da- and her dad uh, uh, either dies, not penniless, but, like, you know, there's... there's He has maybe a, another corporation he can work with, like a small corporation, or he works with his daughter to start up the Sheikah Corporation or something. But, like, the Ganondorf stealing, you know, the throne, effectively, from Zelda's father is kind of the start of a lot of these Zelda stories and the throne in this case is just the biggest corporation right we yeah, could definitely I mean, make this sorry go ahead John no go ahead As, we could definitely make this a more nihilistic and sort of pessimistic and you could have an underbelly or an under like sort of a subplot where Zelda now that she's taking over things for her dad like she finds out that he had like some factories and industrial parks in the oh, Gordon totally. area. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's just like this gross, like almost like slave labor, like awful, awful work conditions that have forced people as the Gordons to like endure explosions and shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? like, like you could have that sort of, uh, you could weave that in that, that she's discovering some things she never knew about. Um, and then her dad wasn't the, the, the great man that she might've thought he was. Yeah. Yeah. Or he was just totally, 
uh, ambivalent about it. Like, you know, he didn't necessarily know it was happening, but he didn't care if it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as long yeah. as he got, got paid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just, you know, other people do this for me. Like, that could have been like how Gannon rose to power, right? Like, um, he, he was a trusted advisor, but he ended up doing some nefarious shit. Uh, but, but the profits went up, so Yeah, so up, no one dude. cared, yeah. Yeah. I, oh, what's nice about that is you could have... Sounds very piggish. Yeah, what a dick. Yeah, what a greedy exactly. yeah. pig. Uh, uh, what I like about... some Orwellian levels of fucking uh, literary criticism here. Oh, my God, yes. With, it's uh, really making good. Making him a pig. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what I like also about that is it, it affords us the opportunity to have Zelda, who's trying to work with these, like... Dregs isn't the right word, but, like, the Zoras and all of these people who are literally living in shit, and they know who she is... And they're like disgusted by her. They're like, "We're not going to mm. fucking help you. You, you, we are here because of what your father did." And then she's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Um, so she doesn't understand all of the stuff. To, to your point, Chris, like she doesn't know that what all of her, all the shit that her father had had done to these people. So her having to sort of reckon with that and sort of find apology, like find, get an apology or, or apologize to these people and sort of make amends for that to to access the waterways or whatever. Uh, I can see that really fitting in well with what you're kind of pitching. Yeah. So what is, uh, what do we do here? Like, so Link, Link and Zelda, uh, get together. Link sort of, um, he's okay rooting around in the shit, uh, and, and shows Zelda the way. And then, uh, she has to get him on board with her ideals, right? Yeah. Like what she, what she wants to do. Uh, like, why what? should I care? Kind of a thing. But, uh, you know, he still fights for her or whatever. And uh, is there a romantic subplot here? Uh, they, do, we, do we have the, un, uh, you know, the sort of uh, unspoken sexual tension that exists in every Zelda game, even when they're children for whatever reason in, yeah. in a period of time? Yeah, uh, that's the worst part. <laughs> no, it's not really. There's no sexual tension. I'm just kidding. It's kind of uh, sweet in that game. But like, they're like childhood friends. But uh, I, I think if in this it would make sense to have that unspoken sexual tension. I don't think you actually want a real, cause like it never blossoms yeah. into an actual romance in any of the, uh, any of the Zelda no, games. It's kind it of, should, a, it's it just kind of there. Should, so. Man. so then, so then they get together, they find all these, uh, mutants, they get, they rally these mutants together. Um, they're the genetically engineered. <laughs> what are they going to call it. these? What are we going to call these mutants? Uh, that, what's their nickname? I mean, I feel like they need to have like a, uh, like they've been genetically cut, right? They're, they're yeah, like, uh, they're like genies or something. Like yes, uh, well, splicers. Oh wait, oh uh, wait. Used. But I mean, but they already have names, right? Like they, like, do we want to just not call them Zoras and whatever? Root, no, root no, is? we would definitely call. I'm, I okay. don't mean individually. I mean as a group, like, like as a as a, as a class of people, people who oh, are yeah. pure splices. You know? Yeah, yeah. I have. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> yes, good. I love that you started laughing before you said you had a great idea. <laughs> Link doesn't have a name the whole movie. And then at the end, when all these people have been united. Fuck. So oh it's like, God. you're the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're I, the I reason really... I've finally been able to, to band all these people together. I... You're almost like the Link, the missing Link. Oh, and then she's like, God. oh, fuck, that's what we'll call you. I love that he's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, then, I, you could, yeah that's that's all that's good but i think equally good would would be 
his his uh, tank number is L one. Like no, that's what tank. I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I were gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was hope, I was gonna say to Chris like I'm yeah. so glad you didn't do the like link is an acronym or an ac- <laughs> an a- like it's just like L dot I dot N dot C and it's this fucking like serial number or some shit because that would have been a terrible idea and he just fucking went with it. Yeah, no, it is a terrible idea. But oh, I mean, man. by good, I mean bad. Yeah. It's like tattooed somewhere on him, right? Like, he's got to have a serial number tattooed on his, like, arm or his neck or some shit. Nah, so he's Finn from Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. This is, this is we got to go classier than this, guys. Come on. Oh, yeah. Zelda here. Uh, yeah, that's a real so, bummer. So, so anyway, so so they, they do this, right? They get They storm the castle with, uh, uh, with the the mutants, like yep. like they storm like, with, like the end of it's no the, the corporation building whatever like, yeah it, the, it, it's the, the skyscraper the they they storm it, it's like the end of Octopussy uh-huh. uh huh where they have a bunch of circus performers and freaks storm the castle <laughs> and many Sorry, of them die people who off would screen. normally be called freaks I didn't yeah. mean to offend anyone and then uh, basically like there's a there's a throne room battle with Ganon. Yes. A gun battle? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that he like, would have an augmented room, right? Like, he'd have a room with all sorts of secret, like, weapons hidden in the walls and, like, shit that would jump out of the... Like, like sp- poison spikes that jump out of the fucking floor at you. Like, you know, he would have this weirdly overprotected, like, force field room, right? Like, he's got he's to gotta have, like, put all of this shit into the into this room. I don't know. I think you I think what you do is you you do the uh he's got the most beautiful room in the whole kingdom. Yeah. The whole city. You know? Like you go up there and it looks like the end of like uh Wind Waker where there's just like water flooding constantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? There's like there's like reflections and shadows. But then it's also booby trapped, like you're saying. Oh perfect, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh go ahead, Chris. I, I had this idea too that maybe like you might be able to make this uh, take advantage of the cyberpunk if, for much of the movie, Ganon looks like he did as Ganondorf in Ocarina of Time. He's just a dude, right? And then, like, they, they get a chance to attack him, like, out in the open, and Link, like, stabs him and delivers, like, an almost, like, a mortal blow, but he's not dying, right? And then he, so he gets back to his lair, and they're like, Ganondorf, you're gonna, you're gonna die. Then they say it like that with no feeling, <laughs> and, then, and, uh, and then he's like, it's, "They're like, we, there's a way we can save you." Um, I can't remember the his like wizard character that's in some of the games. Yeah, and then uh, he's like, "We can put your consciousness in this big like robot pig thing." <laughs> what just, I like, pitched at the beginning of this co- podcast. It's literally the pitch uh, that I had. I know. I'm just bringing it full circle. Oh, good. I'm glad. It's now that you've said it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I didn't like it at first, but it's really good now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just added that extra little spin to it that that makes it good. Makes it good. Uh, I I think yeah, there's there's definitely the showdown in the in the room. Uh, but I I I still want to know how we get those those master sword guns, right? Like that's got to be an important scene in the in the, that's the turning point in the in the in this game and the it's always oh, the, like man, you are okay. the man of destiny here are the things that have been waiting for you in this like fucking chamber for a, like a hundred years i right? got it i got it right okay so link is the uh is like the 50th iteration of this thing uh-huh. like he's like like if he's a robot an android whatever right like he's like the he's like the last one and the uh 
the, 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 he's the first one that succeeded in a long time, mm-hmm. right? And in order to get the guns that will kill Ganon, he has to kill the old version. So he has to fight Shadow. Oh fuck! A Shadow version, like a like a like an like if you ever play a video game, right? Where like you can like save your um your ghost and yeah. race your ghost. Yeah, it's like that. He has to go in there and beat himself uh, from a hundred years ago. Okay. To get the guns. That's real dumb, but I actually kind of gen- <laughs> like genuinely love that because it feels stupid in a cyberpunk way. I so hang on. Okay, all right. Here's here's how we set that scene up, right? You we have the chamber wherever it's hidden, like they uncover its location and they go there. It's like in 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 the crumbling ruins part of the city, right? Like there's like the like the old quarter, right? And it's like all the old buildings. And there's a they they sort through the ruins and they sort of like find a a underground room and there's a bio pad right you gotta like scan your dna sequence to, to open it so only like link can get in that's how we do the chosen one bullshit right it's like his genetic code and they right. go to open it and it's like error already or it's already been used like someone's already come through here and they're like what the fuck like there's only one person that could possibly have opened this and it's you so then they get in there and there's just that the, the first like version of link like the shadow version in there holding the guns and he's like, yeah. you know, for some reason he can't get out or he's failed or like he's gone mad or whatever. And you have to, he has to basically defeat him to, to get those weapons. That's how you do that. Those doors open, right? Those doors open and it's just a room with a, with like a shallow water pool. And yeah, of course it is. A yep. solitary <laughs> individual tree in it. Yeah. Oh man. What has he been waiting there for? How is he still alive? He's just like, he's not, he's a program. He's not real. He's like the, he's like the ghost version of. Yeah, like I get it. You so when, I mean? it, when you scan that pad, it like, it like scanned his DNA and made a like duplicate of him for him to, to test him to make sure he's ready. Right. Yeah. He has to fight. He has to fight the, the version of him that used to work best. That's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's good. We'll, we'll, there's a, we'll way, workshop there's that a way that it could be good. I don't no, know I, what it is though. But that, the, the, the frame is there. Yeah, it's also like an, in that same room at the pool. There's like this overly uh, sexualized androgynous sort of fairy. It's just kind of <laughs> hanging out too. Oh man, the fairies! We have to. We haven't talked about them. They have to be like, uh, yeah, like Link uh, has to be mortally wounded at some point in the game or the movie, and then they take him. Um, they take him to like a like a brothel. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, to, to to heal up, and there's just a bunch of uh, like like yeah like like genetically altered like. Beautiful hyper sexed up, yeah, uh, yeah. So there's a so there's definitely a, there's a scene in there though, right? Where they get into the uh, the brothel and there's fairies everywhere and they're all beautiful and like Link is in a bath he has to be in a bathtub, yeah. Uh, and then one of them comes in and starts singing to him because that's what they do. Like that's they're, they're like they're like that's sirens, how they heal but, you. <laughs> uh, and like and and he's just in the bathtub. And they're, they're, she's singing the Zelda, like the lullaby, like the fairy's lullaby. Yeah. And then Zelda comes in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. And then she just, she just decks the fairy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She gets really weird and, and then jealous. pulls him naked out of the bathtub. Uh, and he's like just covering his junk. Uh, <laughs> With a towel. As, as she like drags him through the whole rest of the place. Like, we got to get out of here. We got to like, get out of here. Yeah. You're healed enough. <laughs> we have to go. <laughs> Put these on, and she just yeah. like throws him some like fairy clothes. <laughs> good. No, that's really good. Yeah, uh, I like that they would be genetically modified to look like fairies. You know, with like the way, like digi- like digital wings or some dumb shit, right? Like that would be the that would be the stupid men fantasy 
of of this world for some fucking reason. Uh, I totally oh, yeah. buy that. I also think that like I was wondering if you were gonna try and get the like put a fairy in a bottle for later in there. Uh, but I'm oh, glad we man. I'm glad we didn't because I don't know how that would work and that'd be real fucking weird. That would be weird. Just carrying a full size person on its back at a yeah. door. Yeah, or it's like they're actually <laughs> digital. They're like AIs, and you can like store yeah, them in like a thumb just, drive. They've been, they've been made smaller. Like they're all Ugh. like, like yeah. There's some weirdness about like just having point, a person like... in a bottle waiting for you to need them feels <laughs> fucking gross. <laughs> no, so. I got it. I, you, know, you know, the non-gross version of it is potentially like he falls. He falls like uh, not in love with, but that there's like there's like one fairy wise like convalescing that like he gets to know, and she gives him like a little vial of. Uh, something it's like a drug yeah 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 and he like takes it later when when uh when he's like knocked almost dead you know no that's he, that's like, how we get the, that's how we get the like red potion in there that's how we'll do the the like red blue and green potions right from uh link to the past that's how we'll, we'll yeah. do that she like she has she hands him like a bot like a couple of like like syringes but like bottles of 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 potion narcotics yeah <laughs> narcotics exactly yeah it's just meth <laughs> That hasn't a narcotic. Come on. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know drugs as well as you do, Sean. I know you don't. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like all of that. All of that is good. Uh, each weird individual piece that we've built could easily be turned into an actual, legitimately decent, goofy cyberpunk Zelda uh, movie. Yeah, I think it was all right. I think we did a pretty good job. Let's, I think. Uh, let's do a comic book, so you know we don't. Waste as much money on it, so, just so we save save some money on the, on the production. Just, well, we could f- feel it out. Just test the waters with the comic book version, and if it does really well, they'll, yeah. then they'll, <laughs> they'll they'll just take that and adapt it into a movie on its own. Yeah. So frame all, you, by frame. all of you uh, comic book artists that are our, our listeners, all of you, uh, feel free to just kind of start working on that right away. Hey, uh, Nintendo. Um, I think we have gold here. Yeah, you should definitely contract us to. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll write up a screenplay for you. Uh, but yeah, this... hell, hold on, I don't want to do that much work. Oh, sorry. Uh, we will <laughs> do a we'll do a longer podcast. Uh, and... <laughs> we should contact us to come into a room and tell a screenwriter what to do. Oh, perfect. Well, then, we're, we're, we are the idea, man. Exactly. Then we fire them and get new screenwriters <laughs> to rewrite that script. Yeah, we just read okay, the scripts I, and fire people until we get one we like. Executive and we don't. We won't know what we'll, we like until we see it. And also, I have like I have to fire at least five people before I get one that I like. Yeah, it's just it's just that's just a rule. That's just that's that's the only way I can feel anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think this is the done podcast. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Actually, really, really, I didn't know what we were going to get into starting off on this one, but uh, I'm really happy with where we ended up. So. Uh, anything else before we wrap up, Chris? Sean? I'm just happy we got sex and Zelda because it always needed to be in there. Yeah, and it's like in a brothel, yeah. which is like the best kind. So, yeah, um, fucking yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Come back next month for another installment. Enjoy of this. Enjoy this. Keep keep listening to this. Please keep listening. This is more <laughs> of what you want. <laughs> Coming All right. next month. That's why we'll just keep talking right now so that you can keep listening we're, to this. Oh, I think yeah. we're all going to stop us now. We'll that. never stop talking. And no, stop. Storied is 
Sean Ainsworth, Harrison Pink, and Chris Rebert, and our music is written by Jared Emerson Johnson. Hear more about the show or to send us your feedback, email us at storiedcast at gmail.com, all one word, or follow us on Twitter at, at storiedcast. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>